sitting here, I thought of like this really cool uh, intro we should do. <laughs> At the beginning, it should just be like, Warning, the following podcast is extremely corny. Listen at your own risk. Podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Justin. Hey. And I'm Travis. And together, we're just a couple of nerds. A couple of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> That's never uh, getting old. <laughs> yeah, I had the thought of uh uh like a shirt that just said couple of nerds. <laughs> I was like, man, that'd be a good shirt. And then be. I remembered that uh that wrestler Enzo Amore had a shirt that was like cup of haters or whatever. I was like, damn, <laughs> I wish I would have came up with that. <laughs> anyway, if you're still listening. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't clicked off already, <laughs> if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time to stop and press play wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or any other platform, really. We're glad you're here, and we can't wait to tell you more about the show. This is kind of going to be a who, what, when, where, and why. And why. And we're just <laughs> going to jump right into it. Yeah, so, again, I'm Travis, and he's Justin, and together we're the minds behind this podcast. And I think a good place for us to start is for each of us just to kind of take the time to briefly explain... Uh, the inspiration or the reason that we wanted to start this show. Um, we're not going to get too personal or, you know, uh, you, can, you guys are going to get to know us over the course of of the episodes, probably all 10, and that'll probably be all we do. <laughs> you're going to get to know uh-huh. us. You're going to get to know us real well based on this one episode. Yeah. Right? Um, so. But uh, I think for now, uh, a good place to start is just to, you know, go over uh, our inspirations. So, Justin, uh, why did you want to start this show? Why did I? No, uh, I think we've been kicking around the idea of starting a podcast for, I think we figured out, like, at least five years. Five years minimum uh, mm-hmm. kicking around the idea of starting a podcast. And I was someone who was never really into podcasts until the last, like, two years, I would say. So once I started act- like actively listening to podcasts, I was more inspired to actually start this with you. Yeah, and also just, you know, hanging out with my bud and talking talking about stuff we like. That's always appealing. And I, that's my favorite thing about the shows that I listen to is just hearing two friends talk about things they like. So that was a big inspiration for me, I'd say. Um yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say for me, um, I guess it kind of started, one, because I, 
I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, at this point, I think I listen to podcasts more often than I do music. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but going further back than that, I've, I've always kind of wanted to create some form of content. Whether it was back in the day when I was going through a really heavy Call of Duty phase. You know, I toyed around the idea of making Call of Duty YouTube videos. And then fast forwarding a couple of years uh, when I got really into reading for the first time. I toyed around with the idea of making another YouTube video about books. And none of those ideas really amounted to anything. Um, and then obviously, you know, our friendship. Um, kind of led to obviously us talking about stuff that we're going to talk about on this show and you know eventually it was just like hey man we should we should probably record this and put it out there and probably no one will listen but (laughs) oh yeah i forgot one of my uh one of my other inspirations for doing this podcast um the money dollar dollar bills y'all that, that ad revenue <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk that basically this podcast is just so i can tell you about uh dollar shave club <laughs> and if you don't know what that is <laughs> find it on another podcast because i'm not gonna talk about it yet <laughs> this is like dollar shave club blue chew stamps.com do you need do you need stamps yeah so pretty much any ad you've heard on another podcast we're trying to get in on that money man (laughs) yeah and we're we're always open to uh local uh local businesses we can we can advertise for you listen i'm uh, i'm totally down to to sell my soul for this ad revenue I'm trying to get out of factory, y'all. Listen, I'm okay? trying. I'm a sellout, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's especially funny because, like, I listen to punk rock, and that's like the worst thing you could be called as a sellout. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. All right, give me that money. Um. Yeah. So. I was gonna say something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, I was—I had a friend that was in a band that made a song about Call of Duty, and which is terrible. But uh, it was—I <laughs> just—the only thing I remember about the song was there was a horn line because they had horns in the band, and it was like, <laughs> and then the bass would go, and then the lead singer at one point would say call of duty and i was like this is <laughs> this is so great <laughs> shout out to my friend benny if he's listening to this yeah you got to uh you got to find a way to send that to me i'd love to listen they, to that <laughs> they ne- they never recorded it unfortunately oh man <laughs> for the world will never be able to hear it that's Ugh. that's a shame <laughs> it is yeah Anyway, um, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say our our show is gonna have a lot of parts like that where we just start rambling. So yeah, we're, so get used we're to ramblers. it. <laughs> we're we're a couple of ramblers. <laughs> we're just gonna get way off topic here. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like three <laughs> hours later. Like, oh, shit. So anyway, my second favorite Star Wars movie <laughs> is The Clone Wars. <laughs> no, it's going to be three hours later. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that we don't edit any of that other shit out. We just... <laughs> like, oh, yeah. In the middle of it. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that's kind of our inspiration on, on why we wanted to start the show. Um, we wanted the money. We wanted that podcast money. <laughs> and we enjoy talking to each other. And hopefully you'll enjoy listening. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so, you know... You're probably wondering right now, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, what, what is this show yeah. about? What are what the heck are we doing here? <laughs> and maybe you're also like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so let me tell you what. Essentially, this show is just going to be a couple nerds nerding out about whatever we want. It could be video games, music, books, television. You name it, we're probably eventually going to discuss it. Yeah, so each episode will have somewhere between one to three topics of discussion, but probably don't hold us to that because we're just going to play this thing fast and loose. It's going to be no holes barred. (laughs) Fast and loose, brother. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we already have a laundry list of topics ranging from... Yeah, what we recently played, read, or watched. Recent news in the world of video games. Reminiscing about some of our favorite memories. Rankings. Reviews. And that's just scratching the surface. Yeah, and also each episode you can expect a random recommendation from us. Maybe you're in between games or going through a reading slump. Or just want to find the next binge-worthy show or podcast. Well, guess what? We got you. Got you covered, bro. Bro. Do people still say bro? Yeah. Or is it un or is it unironic now? Like um, there's I don't know. Um I personally don't. Yeah, I was like when the only time I ever say it is when I'm trying to be dumb. Like I'm just like, got you bro. Bruh. <laughs> Do people say bruh? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're too old for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nerds Collide is going to be a, a bi-weekly show with plans to release in April. We're still kind of working out the hard details. Um, not sure what day of the week is going to be releasing on, but if you follow our show on, on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us at Nerds Collide Pod on both of those sites, um, you'll be able to find the details there. Yep, so sometime in April. Sometime in April you're going to hear a couple episodes from us. April 2023. <laughs> Damn. Damn, man, we're going to be hard at work. <laughs> we got a year. <laughs> we got to figure this shit out. We're just going to have gotta like learn. 100 episodes pre-recorded <laughs> and just drop them all. <laughs> just be all outdated stuff. <laughs> the all, the ultimate Netflix binge. Right. Release, 100, release the entire series. You want, you want a binge? Here you go. Uh, Yeah, so... Now we're going to give you a little taste of what to expect. A little snippet from one of our test recordings where we discussed the recent news. Recent news. Kind of old news now, but... It was you re- know what? It Whatever. Was, it was recent when we recorded it. 
<laughs> the recent news regarding the Nintendo eShop closure, specifically for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS. Thanks again, guys. Hey, man, so I wanted to ask you about your feelings about the news of the eShops closing on the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U. Because I know you own both of those systems, right? And you've had them, I believe, since day one. Yep, I got <clears throat> I got the Nintendo Wii U pretty much at launch. Like, I think it came out sometime in November, and my girlfriend at the time bought me it. And like it was, it was de December, the middle of December. Actually, I think it was earlier than that. Like maybe the first week of December, and we were just like at home, and she's like, "Hey, um, I'm really excited to give you your Christmas present. Do you want to open it right now?" And I was like, "Uh, all right." And this was like the third time she said it too. She's like, "Hey, I really want to." Like two other times she had <clears throat> she had done this and I'd been like, No, we gotta open it on Christmas and then the third time she was like, Do you wanna open it? I'm like, Alright. And then it was a Wii U. And I was I was like, Hell yeah. And then I played it and loved it. And no one else did. And then, uh... <laughs> um and then I got the three DS, I wanna say like six months after its release. Because I got that for Christmas as well. So, yeah, I pretty much but pretty much have, have had them since uh, the start. So, so, I imagine for someone like you, who's had these systems for many years now, this news probably, I mean, I guess it might still come as a surprise, but it also probably doesn't really matter. I guess. Yeah. My initial feelings, because, <clears throat> I mean, I understand that uh, Nintendo has to close those servers. Like, if they're not making money, then why are you keeping them running? Um, so I understand that aspect of it. And also, Nintendo, they closed down, like, the Wii eShop, like, they only closed it like two, three years ago. I think 2019. And the Wii U came out in 2006. Or 2007. 2006, 2007. So like... It's like 12 years later. 12 years of the Nintendo Wii eShop and Virtual Console being open. Which is absurd. So yeah, I definitely understood why they were closing it. And myself... Um, I wasn't too concerned with it because I had just bought, or I had bought games throughout, uh, the lifespan of the console through the eShop. So yeah, I was kind of just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I understand why you're closing it and I've already gotten my fill of it basically. And then I saw like the internet outrage and was kind of confused. It at first felt like, Outrage just for outrage, or like a fear of missing out because you know not a lot of people bought the Wii U, so 
it kind of just came off as uh like a fear of missing out the fomo mm-hmm. fomo bro um yeah i i was definitely uh feeling that because it's funny how the universe works because i i don't remember what day the, the news came out but it was earlier that week or a few days before me and you were talking back and forth because i was like man i didn't know that the wii u and the 3ds had this virtual console on the e-stop where you can go and buy all of these older games so i i was like man i'm gonna go pick up one of these systems so that i can download a lot of these you know older games that i never played or you know missed out on or what have you and then it was a few days later they were like nah bruh we're shutting it down (laughs) (laughs) nah bruh oh just to be clear we should probably like state the facts of it real quick okay so the ability to use credit cards to make purchases will end on march 23rd 2022 that is very soon yeah that is and it might have already passed by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, that from where we're record when we're recording this is three days from now. So Jeez. that's wild. Um the ability to redeem eShop cards will end on August twenty ninth, two thousand twenty two. Um yeah. So Nintendo has not made it clear how long purchase games or DLC will be available to be re downloaded. Um, so if, you know, yeah, if your system gets corrupted or anything like that, you're probably, you are probably SOL, bud. I think that all of us are, I think that's the, that's like one of the things I would potentially have an issue with if I had one of these consoles where it's like, okay, if, if my system breaks, I can't just go pick up another one and re-download all the things I purchased. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it brings up, like, the age-old question, like, if you buy a digital game, do you own it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially uh, now that most systems are going towards digital only. Like, we have two major consoles, Xbox Series X. Is it Xbox Series X? So the Xbox Series S is the one that's digital only. Okay, so the Xbox Series S is digital only. And then you have a a PlayStation 5 digital only. Right. Um, And then obviously Nintendo Switch, you can download games off their uh, eShop as well. And Steam being digital only. Although they have a better setup because they'll never... You'll never have a problem with, yeah. with Steam. Yeah, I w- even I think the same is true for Microsoft and Sony as well. Um, it's been a while since I've uh, looked through their um, digital uh, marketplace or eShops or whatever they're called. Um, but I believe, like, if you go on like the PlayStation Store, you can download, you could purchase and download PlayStation One games. Like, you have that option. And then, obviously, Xbox has Game Pass. So, yep. I think so, it's really just <clears throat> Nintendo that doesn't really support their back catalog that well. Which is weird. They're like a they're a company of all about nostalgia. 
like yeah. for their older titles. So it is weird that they I mean they have the Nintendo online where you can play Nintendo and Super Nintendo games and they just added Sega Genesis and uh Nintendo 64. Right. But but even then like there's some games on the 3DS eShop that are going to be gone forever. Right. Like, you'll never never be able to play these games again and they're never going to get ported to the to the Switch for like actual technical reasons as like let me make that clear. Some of these games cannot be ported just because they rely on uh touchscreen and 3D. I guess though the Switch has is a touchscreen, so it shouldn't be that hard to port some stuff to it. But maybe like aspect ratio and just uh resolution and stuff. Yeah. I w- see the thing for me is, that sucks about this is because especially with the Wii U, I mean most of the games that were exclusive to the Wii U have already been ported to the Switch. Right. So really there's no reason for me to now go out and buy a Wii U. And the crazy thing is, is I still kind of want to just like to have it and like for it to sit on my shelf cuz I've over the past few weeks I've really gotten like back into retro gaming. Like I just just a few days ago in the same day I bought a, a OG Xbox and a GameCube in the same day. <laughs> and <laughs> I was I was in one of these retro stores and I was looking at this Wii U and it was fairly inexpensive compared to prices that you see on like Facebook Marketplace or eBay. So I'm like, man, I'm I might pick this up and then I remembered like, oh, there's no reason to. Yeah, there's only <laughs> there's only like three or four a handful, I'll say, games that haven't been ported to the Switch. Like uh, Yoshi Woolly World has not, but also you have Yoshi Crafted World on Switch. I did hear that Woolly World was a lot better, though. Yeah, Woolly World is a lot... Woolly World, that's hard to say. Woolly World is uh, <laughs> a lot better, honestly, and I've played both. Um, There's a Kirby game uh, that has not been ported yet, although that one would be, I think, really would really benefit from a port honestly cuz it's it's all touchscreen i think um yeah and then there's like a really weird game that hasn't been ported actually i'm going to look this up because it's it's called like demon hand or something and it's like it's rated m and apparently it's really terrible like <laughs> but it's an exclusive game Wind Waker HD port, which is the better port, uh, which is the best version of it, I would say. Um, they should port that though. That's like, that's a great game. They need why? Why haven't you done that, Nintendo? Come on. Uh, oh, Devil's Third. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So Devil's Third. If you want to play, apparently a really terrible game. <laughs> You can play Devil's Third. You can buy a Wii U for like two hundred bucks, and then yeah, it gets a a forty three percent rating on Metacritic, a five out of ten on Nintendo Life, but it does get a four point six out of five on eBay. So I don't know who you're gonna trust there. Yeah, um, honestly, I think I still will eventually pick up a Wii U just to have it. Because I know it has such a low install base that 
as the years go by, it's just it's gonna become harder to find. Prices are gonna go up. Yep. So, I mean, if you're a collector and you don't have a Wii U, it's probably a good idea to get in now. Which I guess in hindsight, I probably should have picked up that Wii U because it was a pretty good deal. And I had and I had like trade credit at that store, so I only would have paid like fifty bucks out of pocket for it. Damn. But I don't know. It but- it it's hard. It's hard for me to pull the trigger on that game when or on that system when there's other there's other retro consoles that I want to pick up that have games that I want to play like the Xbox and the GameCube. Yeah, I think you probably made the better choice um as someone who has owned a Wii U <laughs> um to buy a GameCube and an Xbox, especially GameCube. Um Alright, apparently I'm really into this Devil's Third game, because now I'm reading about it, and I'm like, man. <laughs> well, there's, a Jap- there's a Japanese magazine called uh, Famitsu, <laughs> uh, and they've been like, oh, they're a long-established uh, video game magazine, video game journalists. Uh, they gave it a 33 out of 40, which is actually a really good score, but then like, the international releases are all terrible. Like, like IGN gave it a 3.5 out of 10. <laughs> that is wild. I kind of want to play this now just uh, just to see why it's so... <laughs> why the scores are so varied. Wait. This is a... The Wii, the Wii U is... Obvious, it has to be. But the Wii U is fully backwards compatible with the Wii, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, um, if I, forgive me, I probably should know this, but if I buy, like, Super Mario Galaxy and I put it in the Wii U, does it upscale it to HD? Um, that I don't know. Because so it, if it, it does, obviously... then that would be probably a good enough reason for me to go pick one up. I mean, I guess I could look it up real quick. Man, does look, man, Google Wii that shit. Man, all right. <laughs> God, stop yelling at me. Does Wii U upscale Wii games? I would imagine it does. You can't make Wii games look better on Wii U. The Wii U upscales 480p standard resolution to 1080p. So, yes? What? Are we... (laughs) None of the Wii's games will be in HD. They'll always just be upscaled uh, standard definition games. So... They'll, yeah. So they will, but also it won't, like, make a huge difference. Right, I mean, it's not going to look like a Wii U game, but it'll probably look better. Travis, let's talk more about Devil's Third, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, here's a quote from... (laughs) Here's a quote (laughs) from a magazine that gave it a 1 out of 5. Devil's Third is an offensively bad, sometimes (laughs) actually offensive action game with substandard melee combat and fiddly gunplay. Riddled with technical issues, it's almost completely devoid of any redeeming qualities. (laughs) It also has killer bats. Man, that guy... That guy sold me on it, I think. Yeah, this might be... 
This might be the reason I buy a Wii U. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna buy a Wii U just to play this game. <laughs> Let's see how much this shit is. Um, excuse me. How much is it? First Holy listing on eBay. Crap. <laughs> First listing on eBay, $500. Okay, I found one for 49 Ooh, where's that? Is that an international one? Is uh, that the disc only? Um, oh yeah, it's the UK version. Are we use region lock? I believe so. It, okay, Man, to, hold on. It, play, uh... Is it on the eShop? Because you have three days left to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Nintendo took it down. Why is the game so bad, so expensive? They are region locked. Because, probably because it's rare. Well, actually, no. It's not rare. It's just controversial, which then makes people think it's rare. Is Devil's Third on the Wii U eShop? Okay, so it says only limited copies were made. Actually, I did read that. Nintendo of America didn't give out review copies for it. Um, they just they just released it on the day. So Nintendo of America was probably like, "Man, this sucks. We're just gonna put out like, you know, a thousand, and it'll be all right." I think my Wii U is plugged in. I can look. So, so this person on uh. On Game on GameSpot.com said that it's a pretty good game put down by snobs who shouldn't be playing Wii U games anyway if they actually believe their own bullshit about frame rate or other minor technical issues. Hell yeah, tell them. So so this guy likes it. So <laughs> hold on one second. All right. Okay, I had to go grab my Wii U. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find this shit. And then I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna... Ugh. I know it's gonna be terrible. And then I'm just... I'm gonna spend $50 on a, on a game going in I knew was terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, ooh, ooh, maybe it's not. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's good. I would hope it's not $50. All those releases for Wii U are still $50. Maybe we should get back to the topic at hand, though. <laughs> while, while I... I'm, I, I don't know. I'm pretty intrigued by this game now. <laughs> yeah, this has turned in... I'm gonna go buy... I'm gonna go buy that Wii U today. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna become a Devil's Third podcast where we talk... We review it. Wait, so if it's Devil's Third, is that the third game in a series? I think it's a. I think it's a play there... on a. It's definitely a play on uh, you and me and the Devil Makes Three. Hmm, um, that makes sense. Connect to the freaking internet! I can't believe we're. This is taking so much longer than I want it to. When's the last time you booted that thing up? I recently actually bought. This is this is like typical Nintendo shit. So I I was like Oh, uh Wii U has Nintendo sixty four games. I've been really wanting to play 
Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, like actually give it a fair shot because I'm a really big fan of Ocarina of Time. And I played Majora's Mask a couple times and just could never get into it. Mm -hmm. It's such a different vibe from almost every other Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, it's honestly kind of off-putting if <laughs> you play it in a certain order. Um, so I could never really get into it. And then I own like a GameCube bonus disc that you got uh, for pre-ordering Wind Waker, I think. Don't quote me on that. But it came with the first two Legend of Zeldas for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And then Ocarina Time and Majora's Mask. So I was like, I still own that. I can just play Majora's Mask on it. What I didn't realize is Majora's Mask is really buggy on that GameCube disc. So, like, sometimes it'll just, like, stop being, like, playable. Mm. So I tried to play it on there, and it, like, totally bonked out on me. And I had to start all over. And I was like, oh, yeah, Wii U has Nintendo 64 games. So I bought it on there and played it for a month. And then <laughs> Nintendo had a direct where they were like, oh, yeah, guess what's coming to the or guess what's coming to the Nintendo online service? Nintendo 64 games, including Majora's Mask. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me, dude. It's unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah, so. I haven't bought anything since that. Um, I probably should give it a look. Give it a look-see over the next couple of days to make make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, you got roughly about 72 hours, so to make <laughs> it's going to be it's going to it's going to be one of those things where it's like the 22nd at like 11:59 and I'm going to be like, "Oh shit!" You, you know what you just do every time you remember that um that episode of Hey Arnold where uh, Helga just kept telling Arnold, you got 24 hours before you die. <laughs> every every time you walk by your Wii U, just be like, you got 36 hours, 10 minutes before you die. I like it. I like the idea of yelling at my Wii U. You got 36 hours before you die. <laughs> you piece of shit. I love you. I guess it's just sad that, like, there are some eShop... There's some eShop stuff on there, like Game Boy Advance, and, um... I want to say there's some Turbo Graphics games on there. And still, like, some N64 Genesis uh, games that haven't been added to the online service. So... For a company that is really nostalgic, um, they sure don't have uh, a good setup for game preservation. Um, and they're they're so weird about it too. Like, they just had the release of Metroid Dread, but there's no way to play any of the old Metroid games. Unless you own a Wii U. Like, they could have easily put... Well, I guess you can play the original Metroid on the Nintendo Online. But you can't play 
Well, Samus Returns is on. They remade it for the 3DS. But again, like, there's no Game Boy, Game Boy Color, or Game Boy Advance games on the online service. So there's really no legal way to play them without buying. Like, if you didn't, for you, you didn't buy a Wii, Wii U or 3DS. If you wanted to play all the Metroid games, you'd have to buy either one of those and then buy the games. Which is like, I don't know. It's really what, weird. What doesn't make sense to me is, so Nintendo is notorious, at least for the last two generations, the Switch and the Wii U, of going through months and months and months of no new games releasing. At least first-party games. And, I mean, the third-party support for Nintendo consoles is a completely different discussion. But you would think that someone at Nintendo would say, hey, we don't have any games releasing for, like, the next six months. Why don't we, you know, release some of these older games? You know, we they don't have to be physical. You can just release them onto the eShop. But it seems like all they're really interested now is just slowly, you know, randomly adding games to the Switch Online service. Yeah, and I don't even... It doesn't make sense for me to... For them to have so few games on the eShop and for them to release so infrequently. Like, they should... I guess depending on the licenses and rights to stuff, but all their Mm -hmm. first-party stuff, for all of it, yeah. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. It should all Nintendo be on there. Nintendo 64. It should be all on there. Right. Like day day one. Or or come out in waves, like it'd be like ten games here, ten games there. It should all be available on that. There is no excuse. I I imagine that there are some instances where they either no longer own the license or they would have to like renew copyright stuff but also i'm sure they own the ip or the licenses to a lot more than they're releasing right i I don't know nintendo's weird i mean they do stuff like the 3d all-stars that came out a few years ago where it was like this game's only going to be available for however long it was and then you can't buy it anymore yeah except i still see it everywhere yeah like <laughs> because i yeah i remember i remember when they came out and they said that i was like oh man i got to pre-order this and that was like the first game i've pre-ordered in the last like 10 years <laughs> cuz i was like in my head i was like okay this is going to be a limited supply they're probably going to be hard to find. And it was in the middle of COVID, too. So games weren't, you know, new games weren't as easy to just go to the store and buy as they normally were. Right. And then every time you go into Walmart, they just have them sitting there. Yeah. And they made so there's, many. There's so many copies of it. It's unbelievable. That is honestly like. I love Nintendo and I love their games. I I think that there are a premier video game developer. Like they've they've basically invented almost every genre of video games you can think of. 
Yeah. Most of them. Obviously, there are a lot that they haven't, but they, the way they conduct business sometimes, it like, is honestly like a little like untrustworthy. Like, yeah. They, <laughs> they, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get they're a company and they have to make money on things, but their whole vibe that they put out is like family friendly content. Like we've been with you for generations. Um, you know, these are, we're still making games, uh, that you and your family can play, but they're, then there's times where they're, yeah, they just seem like, so they, they do these, I don't know. They just come off really untrusting. Yeah. And, like, I get that they're worried about piracy. Um, because that is a legitimate issue. But not having these games readily available is just asking for, uh, people to pirate these games. Right. And then they shut down these ROM sites for, like, having the content, having the games readily available. But they won't put the games available on their online service. So yeah. It comes off like kind of hypocritical, honestly. Yeah, it sometimes it is a hard it's hard to be a fan of Nintendo. But at the same time it's hard not to cuz they make so many great games. Yeah. You know, woe is us where we have a great video game developer. I mean, for real though, like sometimes I'm just like, why are you doing this? This that puts such a bad taste in my mouth. All right. <laughs> So before before we close out this topic, uh, did you did you ever find that game? No, because uh, for some reason my Wii U will not connect to the internet. Oh man, they shut they shut down the servers early. Man, that's a trigger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> Gosh darn it! All right, so that is a little snippet of one of our test recordings. I hope you liked it. I promise we'll do better next time. I promise we'll do better. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to tweet us how you've been nerding out. Uh, Again, you can find us at NerdsCollidePod on Twitter. And we do have an Instagram, which you can also find at NerdsCollidePod as well. Uh, And just remember, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. Find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. So, Devil's Third, it's on the Wii U eShop. It, it is $30. I might actually buy it. <laughs>